Welcome. You're listening to episode 24 of the Non Sequitur podcast. Today is November 26th, and we have a guest with us to my right. Hello. Say your name. <laughs> my name's Tiffany. Amy. Melissa. Kelly. And I'm Luke. What was with the weird pause before your name? Well, I... You do this every time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's confused. I was confused. All right. So hopefully you guys heard our new intro music. Uh, it's made with an iPhone app called hopefully. VidRhythm. Hopefully it will be all working. We, yeah. we, we haven't figured out how to get it off the iPhone yet. Um, but the sounds and noises and words you've heard are our voices. So we don't know if that'll be the official music or not, but we wanted to give it a shot. It'll if be you, officially this episode. Officially this episode. If you liked it, let us know. If it was horrible and it made your ears bleed, also let us know. Seriously, l- let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Anything. you're listening to the podcast. On my outline here, Luke says that we've had 321 plus <clears throat> downloads. Is that since our last yeah, episode? Yeah, which is like two and a half weeks ago. Since our last episode. Who are you people? <laughs> They're never. I think at this point they just like not telling us. They No, they download it and then they don't listen to it. That could be it too. Yeah. I have no idea. People might have like an RSS for this and just never... Like, I have no they, idea. They clicked on it on accident. Yeah, they there's enough people good. in the world that it's an accident. It's just mathematical it's, it's statistics. No, it's yeah. those ad bots who just you know yeah. run through the internet. China is looking for our podcast. <laughs> oh man, this would be totally outlawed in China. Um, so, <laughs> gonna go over our, our outline here real quick. We're gonna rant about things, recent annoyances. I think it's kind of the, the topic there. We're gonna give some mini reviews about little things that we have acquired in the last couple months. So if anybody's still looking for gift ideas, you can inform your decisions with that. We're gonna talk about the Occupy Wall Street movement and kind of our thoughts about that. Uh, And then I'm gonna talk about some sweet science regarding muscles and meat, and then listener questions at the end. What are you looking at, Melissa? You got this weird face. This is one of the more random shows yeah. we've had in a while. I wanted to spice it up. Saying. Jumping around all over the place. If I'd known we were doing like gift reviews, I'd have thought of some really good stuff to recommend. But You know. have time. You also have the peppermint box under your chair. I have a peppermint, peppermint box. I think I might make uh, Tiffany draw a peppermint box item. Okay. Uh, all right. I like having Tiffany here. She's never here. That's true. So. But I don't know the peppermint box item. You'll find out. We'll find out. Okay. But Be first, afraid. we need a NaNoWriMo <laughs> update. So one of you two tell us about your writing and why... You're nowhere near the goal. Black Friday. But, no, you were, you were never on the goal. You can't blame on that. Yeah, she was nowhere near the goal yesterday, before. So this is, what, almost 12,000 words. So you're a quarter Actually, of the way. Actually, I more than that. I just haven't posted in a long time. Okay, how many? Like 13,000? Probably around yeah, there. Okay. So what happened? Just busy, didn't like your story, hard to stay motivated? Closing, closing, closing. You have a part-time job. You have yes. enough time to write. and... If I write, because I can't write in the morning when I get up, because my brain just doesn't work that way. Okay. So then I'm up till 2 a.m. writing when I get home at 11, and then I sleep till noon and have to be at work at 2, so... There's just not enough time to really get it. Yeah. Only when you're sleep at home at night. like 14 hours? Wait, what? No, no. she goes to bed at 2 a.m. Oh, yes. No, not <laughs> Never mind. Other, other two. Other two, yes. All right, all right, Kelly, what's your excuse? My excuse, hey, my, my word counts a lot. Your word that. count's about 19,000. That was at the last update. My current word count is between 35 and 40,000 words. Remember, he is without internet. That's true. Yes. And he won't just do it on his phone. Yes, and I haven't slept a lot in the last week. So 
That's just Skyrim's fault, right? That, that's not the writing. No, that's both. Both? Yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you writing about Skyrim? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you start over from scratch? <laughs> no. That'd be great. No. No, I quite like the story I'm writing, and it's yeah, it's quite long now. The actual word count in the story is over a hundred thousand words. Over um, last year plus this new yeah, stuff. Yeah, because he's so. a remember a nano rebel who's continuing yeah. an old story yep. for this year's yep challenge. But it's it still needs. I'm done with the first two parts of the book. Now I'm into the, like, because it's a horror story. So it's going to be huge, isn't it? 150,000 words. So you're going to need all of next year's nano probably to finish? No, I think I'll finish before next year. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm done with the first two parts. I've, I've got two, or three se- three sections in the book. Three acts. Acts, if you will, yeah. Um, and the first two are done. Good. Essentially. So now now it's the really dark, like, moody end of the Everybody dies stuff. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's getting good. Those are the best kind of stories. Yep. Everybody should always die. Always. Always. All right. So we need to rant about some stuff. Kelly, you're in charge of this. Go. Oh, boy. Wait. Let me see what we're ranting about. Luke, tell me what you are pissed off about this week. I, I've been pissed about pissed off about this for a long time. And I want to know other people's opinions. So if you're going to Ramblin' Jack's or Red Robin and you have your meal and they bring you the check and you give them a 20% tip, I'm cool. I'm on board with that. But when you order a pizza to go pick up at Brewery City or you put a phone order in at Happy Teriyaki and you're just walking in, grabbing your food and walking out, should you tip on those kinds of transactions? I have a hard time writing it. And, and a lot of times it seems like they don't expect it. Like they just, you know, they'll flash you the receipt and put it back. And if you wrote a number on it for a tip, they kind of like, oh, you know, I already closed the transaction, freak out kind of face. So I don't know. Like, do you guys tip on? I tip if they smile. And are nice. Really? Yeah. If they're nice, I'll give them a buck. Okay. Yeah. But, but just, if they, just, it's not ten percent. If it, if it's just a blob of a person back there who, like, ah, zombie-ish, you know, I'm gonna cough then, on your pizza. Yeah. Then they don't get anything from me. So a dollar. That's a good. I think it's a good number just to. Yeah. I mean, they're not giving you the service that I normally would tip for. Yeah. So yeah. So you, so you're saying that the the tipping you do is usually for the the service of the waiter, the wait yeah. staff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not the establishment as a whole. Yeah, the establishment, the, the establishment doesn't need my money. Okay, what about the girls? <clears throat> Tipping on picked up food. Well, I used to say no to that, but then I worked in a restaurant, and the to-go people, that is like their biggest pet peeve, and because they prepare all the food. So I usually tip 10%, because I usually will, for a service, I'll tip 20. So okay. So 10% if I do takeout. I, so, I mean... Every restaurant does things a little differently, but I know enough restaurants the tips get pooled and then split with more people than just the wait staff, and I don't want those people to get shortchanged just because I'm too busy to go out to dinner and be waited on. Mm-hmm. So I usually tip closer to 10% than 20 when I'm picking up food myself, but I usually leave a tip <clears throat> so that the kitchen staff and people who are getting some of that shared tip... Um, get credit for the work they did for my dish as sure well. sure and amy do you tip ever yes um i it kind of depends on how long i have to wait for it how much i'll tip because i mean i, I did a takeout order to olive garden like i went in and ordered into the takeout olive garden <clears throat> the other day and i had to wait almost longer than if i had been sitting at a table to wow. place the order and get the food and so I, and I'd been working all day, and I was just like, I don't, this is longer than normal of what, if I had walked in and sat down, because there was nobody in the building, particularly. So, I was not. It was very weird, yeah. 
So I, I didn't tip a lot then, but usually it kind of depends on how long I have to wait and how long the food has sat. Because if, if I've had to wait a long time and my food has sat for a long time, I probably won't have a very good uh, Red Robin. <laughs> yeah, that's I, true. That one time, that was terrible. I not, that was awful. I, I do not appreciate my food sitting yeah. for a long time. I mean, soup is different because it's soup. What is it going to sure. do? But food, food is... Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through these in an order of ascending awfulness. So, <laughs> hmm. curious what this is going to be. Yeah. Uh, okay. So next will be what's irritating next. People who don't like sweet potatoes. So Melissa, this actually doesn't irritate me. Uh, so full disclaimer for those of you listening to the podcast, Luke picked a topic for me because I refused to. <laughs> Declare an irritant an irritant this week. Um, so my irritant is Luke picking random topics. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's not. It's not an irritation that people don't like sweet potatoes. It's a confusion, I guess, on my part. They seem to be one of those really polarizing foods that you either love them and you get really excited when there's things like, oh my gosh, they're offering sweet potato fries, cool, or you're just like, ew, sweet potatoes, that's disgusting. Who would possibly eat that? Uh, I. I fall into the former camp. I love sweet potatoes. I'll eat sweet potato just about anything. And I'm I'm really quite baffled by how polarizing it is as a food. Because, I mean, to me, it's, you know, a light, sweet, delicious flavor. And other people have told me that it's, like, it's bitter or <laughs> it's, you know, it tastes like dirt. Can or you have bad sweet potatoes? Like, is yeah, it Absolutely. It's absolutely possible to ruin like them. Like out of season or cooked wrong or wrong. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, you can have bad sweet potatoes. But, but don't you feel like it's along the same line as like potatoes, though, in the sense of it's that kind of hard to ruin them. It's not like a really difficult. Well, they're just a base for the seasoning or topping, right? Yeah. Like, right. Your, your sweet potatoes the other day, I thought smelled like tacos. Yeah, because I put cumin on them. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of people just won't eat them. Just I won't eat out. them. I won't See? eat them. And I don't get it. There's something no. wrong with you two. Yeah. See? You know what drives me crazy about sweet potatoes? This is exactly what she said. You know what drives me crazy about sweet potatoes is that they're actually yams. And people never know this. You know, they're actually not yams. There's two different... I just don't know. Neither of them are yams. What? We do not get yams in the United States. What? Yeah. Okay, now I'm really pissed off. So the (laughs) the orange ones that you've been eating and calling yams all this time are actually an orange variety of sweet potato. Because, like, traditional yams are a much starchier, much less sweet root vegetable that is primarily grown <clears throat> these days in Africa. Most Americans have never eaten a real yam in their lives. Son of a bee. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, now I'm, yeah. Alright, who's next on your list? Now. That, I should have saved that for last. Um, <laughs> let's see, next we're gonna go with, what's more irritating? Occupy Portland or Black Friday? I think Black Friday is amazing, so Occupy Portland. Okay, Occupy Portland. Well, Occupy Portland has been... Oh, wait, no, 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 we're going in the wrong direction. We need Black Friday first. The thing that's more irritating. Yes. Oh. Ah, catch you off. All right, go. <laughs> uh, I I don't actually find Black Friday all that irritating. It's some of the people who expect like it's some people's expectations on Black Friday that's irritating. Like like what? Um, I work retail. The only one of us right yes. now. <laughs> um and. Uh, I was closing, so I went in at 2, and I was there till about 11, um, and there were people that were there at 7 o'clock who'd been there for four hours, and they'd been there when the store opened at 6 a.m., 
and left because in two hours or in an hour they went through 15 numbers because people had so many cuts there were so many pieces of fabric that were being purchased they've gone through 15 people sure. in an hour so there were people that <clears throat> by the time i got there i don't think there was anyone there that had been there since 6 a.m but there might have been um but people left and come back and they were mad that we were still 100 numbers out. What? That we were still 200 numbers out. That the fabric that they wanted wasn't okay, there. Okay, they'd be cut on Tuesday. But like, think, at that rate. Yeah. I, I mean, but think about the kind of lines that happen in the places where you go to shop on Black Friday. If but a sane person doesn't get in that line when they see it's that long. And no, that's the do. thing no, is, they, I mean, who waits outside Best Buy at <clears throat> night or not? Oh, Colin Luke out. I, I did that once. Yeah. <laughs> but still, like. But well, the thing about it was, was that there was the line that had numbers, and then there was a line that you could stand in with your cart and not have a number, and you could see which one was going to go faster. And then there was also a one cut station where if you were just buying one thing of fabric, you could go stand in that line. If it was open, so this and is that actually was open per manager's discretion, run by a manager. So what would end up happening towards the end of the day was that we'd go through twenty numbers before we found the next person that had a number that was there because people, people had numbers left and leave, or <clears throat> they'd gone through the other line sure. and hadn't given them their number, so we didn't know that that number had already been taken care of. So we're going through twenty numbers. People are like, "You're two hundred numbers out." We're like, "Yeah." But watch, and we'll go through 20 numbers. And they're like, oh, it's not that bad. We're like, yeah, it's really not as bad as you think it is. It just kind of is. And three lines for the cut counter Durant's is really a pretty efficient system compared to their normal day-to-day -day operations. Oh, fair enough. See, I just don't like Black Friday because it's chaos. I mean, yeah. I went other places and did not go at stupid early in the morning, but none of the lines seemed particularly terrible anywhere. Oh. You know what else I hate about it though, is it's it's encroaching on Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's ten o'clock at <clears> They're night starting. Night. Yeah. yeah. They're starting to encroach on the holiday, and they're like, oh well, you know, if you come out at ten o'clock on uh, Thursday night, and uh, you know, we'll start a blockbuster prices then, and people are getting dragged away from their families to come work these yeah these mm -hmm. stores. Really and I think silly. it's awful. One of the awful. things that I really appreciated about <clears throat> our company is that the company that I work for is that we don't do that. They do have not some, yet. They do have not some people yet. going in at two a.m. to set it up for the next day. But one of the things that they put onto the the flyers that they sent out for Black Friday was we want to respect our our employees' time with their families. We will not be open on Thanksgiving. Please join us at six a.m. Like, flat out said, we're going to respect our employees and give them this time with their families, even though some of them have to come in at 2 a.m., so they have to go to sleep at 4 p.m., but we're going to uh, try and respect their time yeah. with their families. It's Yeah, it's, the whole thing's broken. The math is bad there again. All right. <clears throat> okay. Uh, next. Okay, now we will do Occupy Portland. Tiffany. It's significant it's, enough. It's significant now. enough to be next. That's good. Well, Occupy Portland, what's driving me insane about that is just because it's gotten way out of control. It started off with being, I think, very, very peaceful, especially in Portland. And it's just gotten more violent and pepper spray's gotten involved and a lot of the parks have been destroyed. So just just I don't know. That's kind of my main just irritated. Yes, yes. Well, we and can get to more of that. We will. When... Pepper spray's been involved in uh 
Black Friday this year. Yeah, I know. I saw that. That was. Wait, what? In L.A. There was pepper spray in in L.A. Like security or no. Uh, a Shocker. woman was pepper spraying people because she they were trying to... to take the products that she wanted, and there were eleven injuries. Wait, like she already had it, and people were trying to take it from her, or no, she was like trying she to like to take the product off the shelves, and other people were pushing, pushing wow. to get it, and so she'd pepper spray them, and there were eleven people that were injured, and a twelfth person who had to go to the hospital. <laughs> Supposedly, she didn't even actually leave with the product. That's my favorite. Part. <laughs> she just ran because she knew she was in trouble. But yeah. awesome. After all that. Black Friday is ridiculous. Yeah. All right, Kelly. That leaves you. Wait, I thought we were talking about Occupy Portland. No. We well, talked about it. pepper spray. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this quick. Okay. So my irritant of the week is Lady with Shopping Cart. And <laughs> it's the name of a book. There's a story behind this. All right. Uh, so I was in the uh, shopping place where you shop for things, like food. The, the grocery buying, store? Yep, that's what it was. <laughs> and uh, I was like buying... Good yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> buying uh, golden delicious apples because they're delicious. I just discovered them. I have never had just, them what? before. They're You're yeah. 30 years old. Shut your mat. All right. All right. I grew up Tiffany. They're gross. Yeah. You're gross. You're both dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had my little basket full of apples and I went up to the counter to buy. And there's a lady in front of me, so I was waiting. And I put my apples on the counter, the little, the movie counter. The rolly thing. The little rolly counter. And uh, this lady with a cart comes up behind me, and there's no space for her on the little rolly counter. Yeah. Because it's occupied by me and the lady in front of me. <clears throat> and, you know, not a big deal. I put my little, the little bar down so that she knows as soon as it budges up, this is your space. You, you know, being friendly, happy little customer. And uh, she starts pushing her cart into me. Just like the back of your legs? Into my back and my your butt. butt and my legs. <laughs> and it's not like just a little push. It's like she's shoving me. Like she's trying and to prod you forward? Like she's trying to push me forward. And not not saying, excuse me, could you move forward a little bit? Because I was all right up. I was, I was real close to the other lady already. And this late woman behind me just being extremely rude. And she wasn't even looking where she was going at this point. She just started kind of looking around. And she was talking to the lady she was with. And... And I finally, I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. And I turn around, I was like, excuse me, do you mind? You're, mm-hmm. you're kind of pushing into me here. And she didn't even respond. She just gave me this look like, ah, whatever. <laughs> and I couldn't fight. <laughs> I was, I wanted to punch her so bad. Just, she just like flipped her card over and walked Oh out. my God, I should have. That would have been the best thing ever. I hope she's listening to this. I hope so too. Woman, you're a horrible human being. You should burn. <laughs> So that it wasn't was my... even Black Friday, was it? This is just normal shopping. This was normal shopping, like, a Tuesday. Week or two. Yeah. So it was Thanksgiving shopping, which is kind of worse when it comes to groceries. Mm, it wasn't that busy there, though. She's got to get her turkey. She was late. It wasn't, get it, wasn't quite, it wasn't quite turkey rush craze yet. It was... But it, I was so pissed. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right, we're done being ranty. It's time for mini reviews with mini Tiffany. Mini reviews with Tiffany. That's right. I would totally watch that show. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, you wouldn't want to. That would not be good. Well, Luke, because you're first up on the list, what what are you reviewing for us today? All right, we should all keep these short and simple. Um, but I just want to talk about the Belkin Insight, which is this little plug-in that you put between the wall socket and the powered item that you want to measure. And it basically measures the wattage that you use for your TV, your vacuum cleaner, your dishwasher. It's a way for you to track basically the power efficiency of your electronics. Yes, Kelly. Question. Um, why would anyone need one of these? Uh, basically to find out like if you want to energy efficient 
eyes your house. Like, let's say you, you know. You want to be cheap. What? Oh, yeah. Then I'm already cheap. This. This the power like, never comes on in my like, house. Like, let's say you've got an old school microwave from the 80s or something, and you don't know how energy efficient it is. You're looking at the Sears catalog, and there's this new model that says this many watts or this dollar per year, and you're like, I don't know about my old crappy one. You plug it in, and then you've got your old crappy one. Or if you've got a bunch of lights in your house and you want to know, like, which one is... If you value data. Like Luke. If you like numbers, you. yes. So I've been using it on, like, the TV and the PS3 and the computer. How does, how does your giant television, 60-inch television... It's pretty good. It draws up. about 160 watts, um, which is about what I'd expect. Um, so what does your refrigerator pull? I did not do any of the kitchen things. Okay. Um, but my favorite thing is that the computer draws almost none. Computer is nice. super efficient in spite of being crazy awesome. Very nice. So. All right, well, we're going to move on to Melissa's apparently impressive mug. So some of you have already heard about the mug. I think I may have talked about it on the last podcast in going over my, my birthday presents. But Luke got me the Zojirushi 17-ounce Zojirushi. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, because he heard about it on some other podcasts. <clears throat> And then it has made its way into our house and into our lives. And, and into their I, hearts. Yes, because now I, no. I, can make, <laughs> I can make myself tea in the morning and have hot tea all day long. Oh, wow. With no extra work. I mean, and I really mean all day long. That's One day totally I made some and, <clears throat> you know, I got busy with stuff in the middle of the day, so I did not continue to drink it. And at 7 o'clock in the evening, I took the lid off. So 12 hours after I'd made the tea, it was still steaming. Yeah. It's oh crazy. Like, we, the very first day we got it, we poured, like, you know, the boiling water in it. Up. And I went to go pick it up 10 minutes later, and it was still ice cold on the outside in spite of the boiling water. And then 13 hours later, it was still too hot for me to drink. Wow. <laughs> it's quite fantastic. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. The, the one downside is that because it's a 17-ounce or you know, tea drink for me because I don't do coffee. Um, 17 ounces is a fairly large drink for, for me. And so it generally takes me most of the day to make it through a hot beverage of that size. And because when it gets cold, you can drink it a lot faster than when it's hot. Um, and so I found that I'm not doing as well about like drinking from my water bottle during the day because I still have okay. so much left in my teacup. That's the only downside for me. All right. <clears throat> your laptop. I got for quite an interesting saga of <laughs> waiting and not so patiently waiting and then looking at the manager and saying, but, and then the manager just discounting it for me, got an Asus laptop in September. Is it, a, U is it a U boat laptop? Is it is a U boat laptop? No, U56? U56 laptop. Um, my but don't try to buy one. They've already been discontinued. That's <laughs> probably. probably true. <laughs> um, uh, my is... birthday was in August, and we got it over a month after my birthday, so late September. I love it. I actually can take it places and not have to plug it in, which I could not do with my Dell because the battery was oh, so, so the rumor on this Asus is that it's like eight hours minimum-ish of battery life. Have you even really tested it out that long? or? I haven't tested it out that long, but if I put it on battery saving mode and dim the monitor, uh, it would probably would last that long. But I think that running lots of things at once kind of it goes faster. It so, so the eight bit. hours is like best case scenario kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Um, but it, there's at least seven and a half for sure on there. So we need to send you on a long airplane flight. And you can test it out. Yeah. 
Send you to China. No. <clears throat> Tanzania? No. Costa Bulgaria. Mesa? No. Tanzania. Idaho. Djibouti. <laughs> <laughs> Tanzania. Okay, Kelly, so you recently got a, a nook here? Yeah, I won it. How did you win it? I walked into Barnes & Noble and bought something, and they're like, hey, you want a nook? That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> have you been using it, though? Yes. I have actually. And what do you think of it as an e-reader? I like it a lot. It's simple, and it's small, and it's really easy to read. Although I discovered which was bizarre to me at the time, it makes perfect sense now, but you actually have to have light to see it because it's not backlit because e-ink is just like a magnetic, you know, grayscale kind of a thing. It's not... There's no, yeah, there's no illumination. There's no illumination to it, so you have to light it up like a it's regular book. It's just like book. a real book. Just like having a book, except you can have thousands of books in there. So, yeah, I've got lots of... I've got a few free books and I've got a whole bunch of samples of books that I, I've been checking out to see if they're interested. That's the nice thing. Do you get like a free like day or 50 <clears throat> you can, pages? You can or? download samples of like, yeah, 50 pages or so. So you can read through, see if you get addicted to it. If you hate it, then you can just delete it. That's cool. There. Yeah, it's really nice. The public library also has <clears throat> ebook compatibility with most e-readers. Yeah, so. but it is, it is still like a checkout. It like is they, they have out. limited quantities, and you can be on a wait list for an ebook. Yep. <laughs> That's true, but I mean, if you <laughs> find something cool. you want to read, you can use your ebook with the library, which I think is really neat. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, Tiffany, tell us about your Wii Fit. Even though it's like two years old. It's like two years. Apparently, this is my most recent purchase that is worth <laughs> talking about here. But I love my Wii Fit, and I don't need to upgrade apparently. So I mean, but. do you do you do it for the fitness, or do you do it for the fun? Because um, I'll just redo the same thing over and over and over and never do any kind of training schedule. I don't do... Yeah, you don't need to do a training... I do it mostly for the fun. I mean, it's a good way to be active and having fun at the same time. But some of the games, like, you barely move at all, so it's not really that much activity. You're doing the wrong games. Oh, I know, but the snowball game is fantastic. Have you I, ever played snowball, the snowball, I don't know about game. snowball game? You, it's a snowball fight, and you and I'm determined. So you have to, to like stand on the pad hands. and then like throw the Wiimote? No, the, you, you just hit a button, them? and you have to lean inside to see. Oh, okay. To dodge to snowballs. dodge the snowball. I like the ski jump one. Um, I cheat. <laughs> How do you cheat on the ski jump? You it, you can't step off of it. Can you? You you're supposed to go up on your toes. Mm-hmm. I don't go up on my toes if you just lean correctly. <laughs> So I can't do it anymore because I cheat every time. Did <laughs> you do the hula hoops? The hula yes, hoops that, are my favorite. We did. Hula, we had fun with hula hoops. What was that one that I dominated you guys on? Soccer. The soccer. Yeah, head, the headbutt. headbutt. Yeah. Yeah. It ruined you guys. You did. It's pretty. I think I missed one you, though, soccer ball. Get hit. Like, like oh. it wasn't even actually you, but you're like, oh gosh. Every time. <laughs> you're getting I, too into it. I think. I always yeah. dodge the soccer balls and hit the shoes. Yeah. So I'm doing really it backwards. I'm pretty good at the one. Maybe you should try to hit the shoes and dodge the soccer balls, and you get. I just shouldn't play with it. I'm really bad. <laughs> I'm pretty good at the one where you have to roll the ball, like the marble, through the hole in the sheet, and then it oh, falls to the next cool. level. Do you like the obstacle course? No. Oh, I love I like the, the ski course. jump and the ball. I thought the jogging was really stupid because all you have to do is just yeah. shake the controller. Kelly didn't even like... So you learn how to cheat on this one. Yeah. I yeah. have not cheated on this one yet. Cheating in Nintendo games is a long-held thing. You have to do it, though. I mean, the like the, the super like fast sprint, mm-hmm. you're, you're, just, you're supposed to just be jogging in place with the thing in your pocket. Mm-hmm. But... You, there's no way to jog fast enough to keep up. You have to like pull it out of your pocket and sh- shake oh, the hell out of it. <laughs> back in back in 1988, when I got my Nintendo, mm-hmm. it came with the original Nintendo. It came with the normal Mario and the light gun duck shooting game Duck Hunt, and then the world class track meet that had the pad that you stepped on. Oh. And we played Mario and cheated at Duck Hunt and world class track meet. Like we would be kneeling next to the pad and using our hands yep. instead of our feet. Yep. And Duck Hunt would have the gun that. up to this TV screen. 
and cheating. So yeah. you're, you're just following our tradition. Thank you. I'm a little behind, though, apparently. Yeah, yeah. You're, yes. you're quite a ways behind, but whatever. <laughs> Someday you'll grow up. Thank you. <laughs> I remember doing that because we would get groups of like three people oh, yeah. around that thing. There would be one person standing on it and two people on the ground pounding on that like on yeah. it like crazy. And, and like the, the long jump one where you'd like jump off and jump back on and yep. try to do yep. it because it would catch it if you did it wrong. Like it knew there's some kind of window. Yeah. So yeah. Beautiful thing. Good times. <laughs> so speaking of being totally behind the times. Oh. oh. I wanted it to fully run its course, even though it hasn't. Yeah, so Luke wanted to do a review of Occupy Wall Street, apparently, whereas everybody else was covering it, you know, as it happened. So It was too early we're back just, then. Too early for what? We had a baby miscarry, apparently, in Seattle last week. Like, it's still ongoing. We got to... Potentially, uh, as yeah, a result I know. Of... I, I think that woman was an idiot for being there in the first place, but that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, apparently, so we are going to talk about Occupy Wall Street. Um, the first thing that Luke would like you to all know is that Occupy Wall Street hasn't released an official statement, so his question is, what is its origin and goal? I figured you would actually know. I, so I, I can't give you origin. Um, cause I, I can. All right, Amy, give us origin. Um, I can do goal, but not a origin. magazine from Canada. Canada. I can't remember the name of it. Um, proposed the idea to a number of organizations activist groups yeah activist groups and they all said okay sure and so they decided to do it yeah so the canadians are behind this yep. first of all um, we, we should like... retaliate i think this is a great idea <laughs> <laughs> so the the goal of occupy wall street in the closest i could understand is not it's not a it's not a campaign for a particular cause in the sense that a lot of other organized protest movements are a campaign for a cause. It's, it's not, you know, a march on Washington for civil rights. And I know the liberals are all going to get peeved at me for, you know, like <clears throat> trying to belittle Occupy Wall Street. But let's be serious, people. They don't have the same kind of It's not. It's that, not the civil rights movement. This is not the civil rights movement. I'm going to be very clear on that. But... Very much the goal seems to be about bringing people together to sort of twofold. A, express their displeasure with um, the corporate-backed, um, very commercially-based structure of both commerce and government that the United States finds itself in. I mean, it's a, it's a, we're, we're living in a, a mixed market economy, so there is government intervention in the economy, but in a fairly free market sort of a way. And it and it results in high-powered, wealthy business interests being very successful at getting their agenda items um, pushed through policymakers. Um, their interests are often protected by policymakers, that kind of a thing. And, and in some cases, to the detriment of consumers or average people, business interests are being looked after. That's one complaint. That is part of the Occupy Wall Street movement. There are some other sort of minor issues that get brought up by various factions within the movement, but the biggest one that I've seen kind of universally is it's really more about attempting to create a system that defies the current uh, political practice in the United States, and that they're really looking for direct participatory democracy. There isn't a single leader that everybody's following. There isn't a core group of leadership that's telling everybody what to do, that that the people are uh, discussing and deciding <clears throat> how their communities should move forward. And it's an interesting experiment in participatory democracy. I don't think that it is 
I, in any kind of, if you looked at it in any kind of like scientific terms, it has no validity. It has no um, reliability. It probably has no repeatability. It, it really I don't even get the impression that the people doing it understand what you just said. Like, I don't think that's what a lot of them would say they're protesting. Well, that's not what they're protesting. It's what they're doing. There's what they're a difference trying to accomplish, between what they're doing and what they're protesting. What they're protesting is the corporatization of America. What they're doing is... Pissing everybody off? Participating in democracy to prove that you don't need corporate interests to support your movement. Okay. I'm totally lost. Like, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't... Like, these people... I don't... I, whenever I see their signs or, or, or read about them in the paper or whatever, I don't get the impression that they even have any kind of unity for some... Ma- so I modern... think most of these people are just like disenfranchised with some element of their life, whether it's the economy falling apart or mm-hmm. getting out of college with a degree and not having an outlet for it, or some of them are genuinely just homeless people that are bored and looking for some community. And so they're grouping together and... Well, modern protest movements don't have cohesive unity, and that's not a hallmark of modern protest movements in the 21st century. Well, what about the Arab Spring? I mean, that seems like a fairly clear... Not American. You didn't say American, did you? No, but that's what I meant. (laughs) I mean, American protest movements don't have cohesive unity, and they haven't for decades. Um, I'm just fascinated by it. I, I... like a lot of the the press seems to focus on the bad things, the the you know the beatings and the the pepper spray and vandalism and stuff. But it like I don't I don't get it. Like if they just stay out there for the next year, I don't think they'll have accomplished anything. I don't think they have accomplished anything except making their case look bad. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if anybody else I feel like they've made the cops kind of look bad. You know, <clears throat> they are not being violent, and they, and they are being they're being they're being they're being they're doing illegal things often. Whether it's occupying places that they don't have permits for, or interrupting traffic or a normal day for, they're also taunt. Like if you, okay, like at least in Portland, if you right. watch the news, they're full out taunting these cops. And also, you have cops that are working more than overtime to, or in order to address these situations, they've been over violent, or not violent, but I guess violent or over aggressive with trying to get into areas where they are not supposed to be. And there's ways, I think, to make your case known and still be respected as long as you are respecting those other people. But I think that they've they've crossed, at least for me, they've crossed that line by if you are have a cop, a line of cops that are just standing there, if you did that to me, I'm amazed at how like they just stay so calm because I would just, <laughs> I would have no self-control. I'd be like, don't. Like, don't you dare talk to me like that or do those things. I would be so furious. I was sitting there watching the TV, and I was like, I'm going to go down there right now. And I'm going to give them all a piece of my mind. But it's, I think it's different. Like, we, me and my coworkers went to do background checks for our work. And so we had to go downtown just before another, like, march of some kind. And um, these cops were coming in, and, like, they were so chill about the whole thing i was absolutely amazed and he's and like one of my coworkers said well we're part of the 99 he's like well we are too yeah like he's like he goes he goes but he goes with all this overtime i may be a part of that one percent you know <laughs> and i was like he's got such a great attitude about it and i'm sitting there fuming so i feel like i mean at least i mean some cups probably not but some are doing a phenomenal job of well yeah i'm not i'm not saying that that a lot of them aren't being some have been terrible yeah some of them have been genuinely terrible and mm-hmm. the problem I have with that is not that they're being terrible because there's always going to be terrible people in any group mm-hmm. but they're not being punished for what they've done they're not mm-hmm. the the authority behind the police department is not saying okay this guy screwed up he needs to be you know punished for it 
they're not. They're being fully supported by their captains and their lieutenants, and they're you know they're saying, oh well, he maced this four year old. I mean, I don't think that happened, but <laughs> but you know it, they're they're saying, well, it, there was a good reason for it, and you know he was you know within his rights as a officer of the law and i think that's bullshit the whole thing is bad because i mean yeah the there's, there's no part of, like they're just there to keep the peace for the people on the outside of the movement mm-hmm. and then the movement people are trying to get a big business but the cops aren't big business Mm-mm. and the big business doesn't care they're just flipping through their wall street journal laughing at these idiots and like no meaningful change is going to come of this yeah so. i don't feel like I, it's accomplishing anything is the problem yeah. i I think I would respect them more if there was, if they were doing tangibly something good. Okay, they've taken in the homeless population who want a community, and they're, you know, some Are they ostracizing the other part of their ninety-nine? Well, so I can only speak for Olympia. I, I really can't speak for the way the movement is operating in other parts of the country, but in Olympia, the the occupiers are settled at Heritage Park down by Capitol Lake. And the vast majority of the homeless population in Olympia isn't allowed in the park there. They're not allowed to hang out there. The cops would come pick them up if they but went But if they had a tent anyway. or a tarp set up, and then they look just like the rest. They, I don't think they're taking in any kind of homeless population. They haven't banded together with any of the organized tent city places where our homies, homeless population typically lives in Olympia. Um, and that's... It's not the same groups of people. So you're saying that if you think if homeless people tried joining the downtown people, that the downtown people would say, sorry, you can't join us? Well, you they would have to live by the rules of this participatory Ooh. democracy. And it all of a sudden, and this is the thing, and I'm sorry I've interrupted you, Amy. So give me 30 seconds and I'll come you're back right. to your point. Um, that I, It's the thing I've always wondered about is what was going to happen to the movement when the undesirables of society showed up in their communities because they want to participate too where do they go exactly what happens when somebody who wants to who comes comes to your community that is all about participation but who is drunk are they allowed to participate is does is their participation valued as much as someone who's sober Uh, someone with a mental illness is their participation as valued in your participatory democracy And, and none of the occupy organizations have successfully answered that question for me in terms of you want this participatory everybody's in it together democracy and if you're going to make that work how do you how do you account for people who by choice or you know by accident are less capable of participating at the level that you participate what are you going to do with those people how are you going to treat those people and to my knowledge nobody nobody has created a fully welcoming community for any part of society other than disenfranchised college graduates. Yeah. I am the sick. 49% just above the 50% <laughs> mark yes. and below the 1%. What, what do I do with this? Yeah. yeah. What about yeah. the person that's at like 98, you know? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Where do they go? I, I feel like, because I drive past them a lot when I go to and from work, um, because they are downtown and I don't drive on the freeway most of the time. I can. I just choose not to. Um, but I see them all the time. And my, my response most of the time when I see them is, okay, you want us to pay attention to you. but you're So you're posting signs and you have these tents. But what are you doing to, to better society, to educate, to, to... I mean, one of the things that my dad, our, our dad has always talked about is 
you know, you have to work. You have to, to be doing something productive. You can't just sit and be a lump on a log. That's not okay. And possibly that's not what they're doing. Possibly that is what they're doing, but it feels like that's all that they're doing is they're sitting there and they're occupying the space and saying, we're going to occupy this space. We're going to be lumps on the log and you're going to listen to us. And I'm like, why should I listen to you? You're not doing anything to make, to help this situation, to change this situation other than sitting in the park and making it so that I don't feel comfortable going to the park. Yeah. So the argument back would be, well, if I can't get a job, because the system's so broken. But if you're staying You there, can volunteer work. You can do all of, you know, <laughs> there are all of these other things that you can go do. Go volunteer time at Union Gospel or something. Yeah, go volunteer your time at a nonprofit of some kind because there are people that need that help. There are, you know, there are volunteer organizations that need the volunteers. Do something more productive with your time that you say, I'm, you know, I'm a part of this thing and I'm going to go and volunteer in this place and show that I'm not just wanting someone to fix this problem. Like, I don't know. Like, <clears throat> yeah, it, it feels just, like it doesn't, it, it feels like they're not, they're saying we want a solution. We want this change, but they're not doing anything about getting a change. They're just sitting there being lost. Yeah. It feels like they're expecting everyone else to do the work. Like, I don't know. Or like, or like they're waiting for, a leader, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. The, yeah. or, but I don't know if, you know, they could get a single leader to unify them because they're not all there for the same reasons. So I, I want to skip ahead so that how should the other 1% respond? Like, how should the CEOs and the presidents of companies... Can just give their that they're, Or whoever they're upset about. They should feel awful and then commit seppuku. The no. CEOs? Yes. No! <laughs> how does that fix anything? You're not going to be promoted to CEO... Yeah, you don't know that. I do know that. <laughs> I'm just curious. I mean, no, one of the big... trying to fight for this. What are they like? What is the action plan? What do they want to see? One of the huge criticisms of Steve Jobs while Apple was in its heyday these last five years was why are <clears throat> all of the products being made overseas? There are no factories here in America making the iPods and the iPads and all the other it's cheaper stuff. to make it overseas. Sure. So I mean, what? How? How do? How do the one percent respond to this, uh, if at all? Just ignore it and can you continue forward? So it really depends on what economic philosophy you ascribe to. Like, whose job is it to make the system work better? And and it really comes down to, I mean, there's an, all these names for all these different economic philosophies. And if you want to learn about them, you should listen to an economics podcast, not us. Like Planet Money. Um, that would be awesome. I've learned so much about all this nonsense from Planet Money. So don't knock it till you've tried it. Um, but, I mean, the one... There isn't one right answer to this. Like, I could propose an answer, but Tiffany would probably propose a different answer. Kelly's already proposed his answer, and nobody in the room liked it. <laughs> uh, you guys so, are a bunch of closed-minded jerks. <laughs> so, I, I, and I think Amy's point is is the more valid point. It's not what the 1% does about this. Is if we're all going to go around telling everybody we're the 99%, which, you know, okay, statistically accurate, woohoo, um, we are the 99%, so what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Not... What are we doing about this per se? But what are we doing? If 99% of the population is all doing something, like stuff happens. Forget the 1%. Like they're going to do what they're going to do regardless of what what we say. So what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Me, I work a job and I work pretty hard at it. And part of my job is helping teenagers learn enough that they won't die when they leave high school. That's what I'm doing. So what are you doing? I'm just... Selling chips. Okay. <laughs> is that doing anything to help the cause? 
I don't agree with the cause in general. All right, so you're <laughs> participating in the corporate structure because you hate the cause. Cool. And I like capitalism. I think the market will take care of itself. So <laughs> I, I'm the exact opposite of um, the Occupy like people. The <laughs> there is a rift in this marriage. <laughs> Which is, she's a socialist. I'm not. <laughs> but I don't know. Any ideas? You you have made a proposal. What's your proposal? Well, I have no. I don't. I don't have answers for this. Situation. Should they should they be kicked I'm off? I'm aligned these? probably more with you on the capitalist. I mean, this is the system that we work within. This is, and, and if you don't like it, then again, I would say may do something more to change it. But if this is, I don't know. I like. I think that that is going to happen in this system. That there is going to be people that are very separate with their wealth, and we feed into that. I mean, we go to Target, we go to Walmart, we go to whatever, all these different locations that feed into big business and corporate, you know, I guess, elite, like them controlling our community because we give it to them, we give them that opportunity. And if we don't like it, then shop small business. I mean, that's, that's yeah, that's why I don't shop at Walmart. That's why I, I try to shop at uh, local grocers more often, and mm -hmm. I, you know, I refuse to buy from the big businesses yeah. because I don't want them taking my money and so think, buying a new yacht right. with it. But so. and that's not I think capitalism still works in that situation. Yeah. But you choose you know I think I still agree with capitalism, but I choose on who I'm supporting and and the smaller businesses is maybe who I want to support and maybe I don't do that as well as I should now, but I think I know. That would be my plan if I were to so how, wait, quick question to wrap up. How do we feel about the people occupying the physical locations that they're in? Like, should they be kicked out of the parks and the places that they've set up camp? They need to organize. That's what I think they need to do. Okay. What do you Freaking mean? organize and get a, you know, a cohesive... Like, so you mean the occupiers need to organize? <clears throat> they need to organize themselves into an actual focused goal that they are... Because, I mean, they have so many different... Everything, you know, this guy's pissed off that he's unemployed. This guy's pissed off that he doesn't make enough money. Sure. This guy is pissed off that the corporate people are running the government and none of them are trying to do the same thing and they need to they need to come together and figure out what can we all do together to achieve some of these goals that we all have what is one thing that we can all fight for to make that change you know what kind of policies can we lobby for for government change to to you know new laws that'll make things more fair for everyone so, but I mean, more like I'm talking about like, what does law enforcement do with Heritage Park? Do they say you guys don't have a permit, get out of here? Do they? I don't know. I mean, that grass well, is going to be disastrous. It's going to have to be. Them. They've actually shifted them down in the parks. They're in a slightly different. Sure, part but now of the, park. the city next spring is going to have to replant that whole area because all the grass is destroyed now, and now taxpayers have to foot the bill. Is all the grass destroyed? From what I can see, okay, yeah. In all the parks in Portland they've been in, they tore up the grass for cutting down branches. So in that situation, they removed them from the parks, but then they went to other parks. So I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's, you're, then, I don't know, you're turning around and you're hurting the 99% again. But if we're having to pay and put <clears throat> yeah. the bill for this, pay for the police officers to control the situation, you're not, I don't feel like you're fighting for me. I feel like you're hurting me. I, I think Luke has a valid point in that they, they are harming this park i mean i don't feel like i could go to the park i don't go to heritage park very often but i don't feel like i could go to heritage i've park. been to the park since they've been there have you really um, yeah i've driven past there and while some of the homeless people are not you know allowed or encouraged to be in that area some of them are and for a while they were congregating there no more than usual really no more than usual but for the most part the city hasn't pushed on them well partly because they're on state property they're not actually on city property so yeah. you can't do anything about it <laughs> um the state government will have part. to yeah 
Yep, it'll be State Patrol, and it will be the governor would have to. Yeah, the State Patrol has been the one who's been keeping tabs on them. Yep. So we'll see how it goes. Living in the capital. Woohoo! Yay! Drama. Enough drama for now. Luke, I want science. Kelly, I want music. Science um, music. Oh, science music. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's different every time, <laughs> but, but I think it's getting better. <laughs> All right. So I want you guys to engage me a little bit more than maybe we have on past science discussions. Right. Uh, we're going to talk about cultured meat. Cultured meat is the practice of making meat in Petri dishes. So not gross. from an animal. Why is it gross? It just sounds gross, right? Why would you do it? I thought it was so going to be like... You don't have to kill animals. So you can get the meat you need. So you can grow meat in a factory. I don't think it would be good. Well, that's an issue for a later discussion. But so the goal would be... That's the whole issue. Yeah. As it sits right now, it takes about 100 grams of protein, of vegetable matter, to make 15 grams of meat. There's a huge energy loss in our normal industrialized livestock production, right? We are spending all of this money, time, energy, CO2 gases, like the whole thing. We are making the environment suck, especially in certain areas of the world, just to provide food in the form of meat. Yes, we shall eat less meat. Or we can make (laughs) meat come from a different source. You can eat meat from a different source. We'll just eat less meat. If it's chemically identical to the meat you grow in a pasture. So, but how is it not going to be as equally as environmentally destructive when you're running all these labs? Because you're not creating a whole animal. You're not making the bone, the blood, the liver. You're not making all the other parts of the But you're running a lab that runs on... Electricity. But that can be easily funded through Through solar or... I mean, it's just electricity. It but they're from... not being manufactured in solar plants. They could be. But they're not. Okay. Either way. <laughs> okay, but tell, tell, tell me more about cultured meat and why. So it's, they it's take stem cells from things. livestock, <clears throat> like leftovers. So like slaughterhouses. They'll go in and just scoop up all the bits and chunks that might make it into your sausage or whatever. And put them in Petri dishes, make the stem cells live and grow inside of a bath of amino acids and sugars and all the things that normally go into a meat. And they make thin sheets of this stuff and grind them all up and basically have, you know, ground beef for hamburgers. He's kind of missing one of the elements in steak and... What's that? Fat. fat. That's the trick. So now they're trying to figure out how to grow lab-grown fat and lab-grown blood. Because right now all they can do is make the cells. And that doesn't really make... You look sick, Tiffany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, I, I don't, so I don't even grant your initial premise of why this would be a good idea. So you're never going to convince me. Well, okay. So an example from the study. They found that... Um, you would save between 35 and 60% of the energy compared to normal industrialized growing and 80 to 95% less CO2 greenhouse gases. And you're obviously not killing animals. So people that have issues with the you know slaughter and abuse of, of animals, like you're making it more ener- energy efficient, you're not hurting the environment, and you're not harming animals. Wait, wait, wait. So wait. Except you're not you're hurting, d- you have to have at least one dead animal. But once you get them in okay, stem cell form, then yeah. they can self-replicate. So the cells so will divide. Probably would still have people who have that moral dilemma. Probably would still have some kind of. The, someone dilemma. might have a problem. I think most vegetarians are concerned with the death of the animal and the treatment while they're being raised. Right, Kelly? When that's were, uh, that's a big part of some vegetarians. It's not yeah. that they're opposed to the consumption of like muscle cells. It's that they don't like what goes on in, in you know stockhouses and stuff. So the goal of this would be to basically make like Star Trek replicator beef. Right. So, it's, so how many millions of dollars does this so cost? So the first hamburger should cost about three hundred thousand dollars, but that's just because it's the first. Okay. Um, in like five to ten years, though, we could get this down to the same price as a normal pound of meat. If people 
buy into this. Think about it. If you could take the best, like, Kobe beef or whatever, you know, animal you choose that has good, like, production of stuff and replicate all of its normal fat cell, blood cell, muscle cell tissue, grow it into a steak, you're having a choicer cut of beef than if you just went to your local butcher and got it from Idaho. But you also need the bone and you need mm. the marbling and you need... That's what they're saying. Ha- they're but, like, re- like, part ha- of how the, the muscle Not comes... The like, how the muscle comes together, like... How it structures itself is a result of partly the animal moving, the animal growing these muscles. And I don't think you can replicate that in... You can electrocute them. Just like like those... No, (laughs) once you have your slab of meat, you just stick some electrodes into it. And just like those uh, those old exercises they were selling back in the early 2000s, you just like stimulate your muscles. Yeah, just electrically stimulate the muscles and give them a good workout. And then they'll be delicious. Nerves. They've actually had to do something like this. I know it'll transmit fine, even without the nerves. For the twitching? Yeah. Yeah. Muscle will transmit straight through cell wall. Okay. Um, but so you guys don't sound on board with this idea at all. <laughs> no. No. Really? Are you no. excited? Well, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll, this is like close to Star Trek material, right? The replicator just pops out perfect food every time because it's all chemically identical to the best stuff you chemically find identical in nature. Star Trek has always been the best option. I mean, let's think of McDonald's. <laughs> okay. Chemically identical. Food has no flavor. Fake food. I, did, I don't know. I just feel like that, like, if you eat meat, I'm with them. Eat less meat. Let's just be more responsible with... How about we just treat the animals better? Would that be okay yeah, with you? Yeah, too. We can do that as well. Treat All the animals better, but also eat less meat. It'll be healthier for you. Did I discuss on here yet my theory about how the Avada Kedavra spell from Harry Potter would revolutionize slaughterhouses? All right. I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> All right. I'm never going to make it to work today. <laughs> the science just went for a weird twist. We got tons well, of okay. I just I always, I always thought when I was reading those books that this would be... Uh, just a brilliant way to change how slaughterhouses work because, you know, the spell in the book, basically, it just kills you. You just die. Peaceful, quiet, painless. And you can just, you know, line up the cows, Vada Kedavra, and you dead just, cow. Could you just make suffer, meat out of or... nothing if you had magic spells? No, no, it's part of the exclusion principle. I don't know. Okay, this has gotten, gotten out of control. Okay. This has gotten out of control. This is no longer Kelly, science. Kelly, the problem with this is, as you learn in book six, that... It rips your soul apart every time you kill someone. And a person. Souls. It, oh, okay, all right. Let's. <laughs> all right. W- quick question for the girls that are opposed to this. What if it could help uh, with our world hunger needs? And... We don't need manufactured meat to help with our world hunger needs. That's true. We could redistribute it and we everybody need, would eat we fine. We need a better distribution system. And But what if we could all but keep our nice American years, living? As we grow, there's... I, my st- understanding is that we aren't going to be able to maintain that we level. We still have so much more food than we have people to consume it at this point. At this point. But if we're thinking long term, long term with with population growth yeah. and as wealth is building, obviously, we and not everyone's going to eat like Americans do today, but we also want to not be eating. We don't. We want to be eating. We don't want to be starving. Supposedly we won't be. I, 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 manufactured okay. meat is not okay. the answer. Okay, what if we manufacture meat that's healthier than the current meat? Less saturated fats, less cholesterol, less bad things for you. Then are you on board? Manufactured meat is not the answer. <laughs> All right. I'm more okay with it. Tell me about... Okay, right, yeah. Tell, okay. Me, tell me about muscle doubling. All right, so some researchers in Europe basically found uh, a genome regulator that causes our muscles to stop developing at their young, lively levels. And so the idea is, again, like we talked about with the the brain stuff a while back, that with this new technology, they're able to make animals 
normally grown animals, continue to produce more muscle longer into their life, and young, young animals twice as much muscle than they normally currently would. So basically what they- So this they, is not gonna help me out in the gym, is that what you're saying? Well, no, that's the thing. Okay. So they figured out how to do it with mice, so now they've got mice that are twice as strong, run twice as far, and have less problems with being cold. Because um, they're like super mice, they're super muscular, and there are no uh, essentially side effects of it. But so the idea would be that like <laughs> if this could be done to humans, <clears throat> elderly people who get frail and weak as they grow old could be given some kind of therapy that would allow them to stay strong and stable. Until so, their brains give out? There are other issues, yes. Other yes. systems in their body will shut down, but their muscles, they're less likely to have falls less likely to be frail. Um, people that This is going to completely revolutionize Mr. Universe. Well, everything, right? Athletes yeah. will be able to possibly get kind of therapy for this, and so they'd be stronger, faster, beefier. If they could afford it. Yeah. Or yeah, what's, what's, what's the... Uh, how much does the first time yeah, hamburger like, cost? <laughs> they have not given so any So the Yankees of... are going to pay for all of their athletes to be muscle doubled, but, you know, the Nationals who can't <laughs> afford it, um, it are... So baseball is going to suck. It brings up, well, you already think does. it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it, does. So, <laughs> it already sucks. I mean, yeah, there are all sorts of problems with this when you look at athletics or whatever it might be, childhood, you know, desires to be strong and pretty or whatever. Sure, the rich kids are all going to be, you know, six feet tall and have, you know, biceps the size of my torso. Yes. And the poor kids are all going to be four feet tall in fifth grade, like normal people, and have biceps the size of your pinky finger. How about fifth graders? Okay. Do you like those those tall kids once they, you know, pass the fifth grade and they, they keep growing and they're eight feet tall? I feel like their spines will give out. So it, that'll like correct it'll itself. It'll take itself. Yeah, that'll correct itself. The market will the fix end. it. So how do we feel about giving animals muscle doubling for beef production? <laughs> Tying it back into our previous discussion. Meteor cows without all I the... think if they allow the cow a fighting chance in the last, like... <laughs> If they have like a give, battle give, royale, give the the cow the, a sword or something. Yeah, or like strap <laughs> one to his head. Yeah, yeah. If, if so the, the butcher has to kill the cow versus in a one the butcher, on one. Yeah, in a battle to the death. I think if they give the cow that opportunity at the end, uh, the, the, you know, to use his muscles in a. So, so the way. cow with everything that nature gives it versus a naked farmer <laughs> with everything nature gives it. Whoever wins, yeah, we make hamburger out of the loser. Yes. No. <laughs> Conversation is veered. It is veered to an amazing place. So we're not on board with cultured meat, and it sounds like we're not on board with people having double muscle mass. I'll take double muscle mass. The guy's on board. I'm on board with that. I'm on board with giving it to people that need it. Like, I think your bones might have a problem with that. Give it to. It could totally possible. The processes that stick out of your bone that the muscle anchors to could totally pop off. Yeah. Your your ligaments, your tendons might not actually be strong enough to deal with the extra muscle. Yeah. Yeah. But how about this? How but about people like Stephen Hawking? Might Stephen Hawking. But what about people that are just lazy and sit around and do nothing? Couch potatoes, desk jockeys. Suddenly they can have like muscular bodies, in spite of the fact that they barely work out. How do we feel about that? No. Gym memberships would be a thing of the past. We just take pills. Melissa doesn't like this idea either. I don't think. They haven't earned it, so they don't. How dare you? I don't understand why this would be good. I see no social benefit in doing this. Science isn't about social benefits. It's about proving you. The application of science is all about social benefits. This is like that part from Jurassic Park about like you didn't think whether or not you should. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because you can. (laughs) 
All right, I want to be fine. Captain America. I like the idea of cultured meat and the idea of muscle-doubled stuff. Well, you also want to live on a space station, so... I would love to. What? If I had a replicator, a Star Trek replicator, that'd be the best thing ever. Again, do you realize that this is science fiction? Why would it be fiction? They're just taking your poop and reconstituting oh, it into poop. Oh, right. You know that's where right. from? That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Star Trek replicators, they come from your poop. The food that they get out of the little machines is just reconstituted atoms. Well, I mean, we all are, right? We're all poop and, and everything else. I like to think of it as stardust. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carl Sagan. Yes. All right. We should get off this topic. We really should. Listener questions. Listener questions. This is a more entertaining part right. of the show. <clears throat> this is from James in, uh, I think, San Diego. With the commer commercialism... I'm going to say that's what he was trying to say. With the commercialism of our country... How much longer until Christmas starts before Halloween instead of Thanksgiving? Um, it already does. Christmas stuff. I saw, yeah. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. I saw Last some Christmas year. lights like mid October. What? So. Yeah, I was just saying, we had Christmas fabric in May, Christmas, other Christmas stuff before um, Halloween starting to come out. The Christmas set happened the day after Halloween. So, do you guys feel that Thanksgiving is just getting like over overlooked because of this? Absolutely. Or? I love Thanksgiving. I won't like. I won't listen to any Christmas music. Nothing until December first. Of what it all costs. I. I mean, <laughs> seriously. With where I work, you can't really do that because if you're going to do a project for Thanksgiving, you're going to do it before mm -hmm. Halloween. If you're going to do a project for Halloween, you're going to do it. You're going to start by. Uh, Labor Day, possibly as early as Memorial Day. If you're going to do a Christmas project, you're going to start, you know, in May, especially if you're doing a quilt, because you won't have enough time to get it finished otherwise. So, I mean... It's up to you. You haven't started any of your Christmas projects yet. So it can Or be me, because all of my Christmas projects take about an hour, so... And I don't do Christmas projects. Fantastic. Need you need to make a giant stocking with me. It takes about an hour. What do I want a giant stocking for? You can put do giant stocking races. So stocking races. And uh, you can put all your, like some years, my family, we all have one. And we were like, well, we're going to save some trees and some money this year and not buy any wrapping paper. And, and just, we're just dump it all. Dump into everything the... into these giant socks. I think it's a good idea, yeah. actually. No, it's great. And then everybody just, you know, one at a time reaches in, pulls something out. And you're like, oh, this is what I got. Yay. All right. Nick from Auburn. <clears throat> Did anyone you know get maced while Black Friday shopping? No. no. Do you even know anybody? That I do. I know somebody. There was a Breton in Windrun. I maced him in the face in Skyrim. I was just going to say, this is the wrong kind of mace. I knew this was going the wrong way. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Bob up in Everett, I think. Uh, what was the most interesting conversation overheard while waiting in line on Black Friday? I stayed at my house all Black Friday, so... I didn't really wait in line. Except for work. Yeah. I didn't wait in lines either. Well, I bought all my stuff on Amazon. I waited in line to, to buy some tea at the Market Spice shop. Yeah. Hear an interesting conversation. The only conversation I heard was the kid in front of me asking the clerk if they sold Old Bay Spice. I don't even know what that is. Season. It's a famous, like, you put on crab and stuff. Why would a little kid want to know that? Because his mom was standing outside oh, okay. the door. She sent him in to ask. <laughs> and they don't. It turns out Market Spice carries their own blend. It's not Old Bay, but it is a spice blend that is similar. All there right. you go. Amy, you probably heard some Black Friday conversations. Um, Not anything particularly weird. Nothing like out of the normal for. Oh, that's such cute Christmas fleece. What are you planning to make? Oh, I'm making yeah, a hat. Yeah, a lot for of old grandson. people yesterday. Um, like grannies making quilts. No, mm. a lot of like a lot of people 
usually it was the mom of young kids with her mom kind of a thing or sisters like by the time I was there because like I said I was there closing to close and so the people that were gonna come early in the day had all come and gone there were some grandparents who'd come and gone and come back um, <clears throat> and they there wasn't really anything super exciting going on and yeah I, I bought basically everything from Amazon this year so we don't was, have tickle me Elmos to have people getting no, fist they, fights over anything. They have like so. rock drummer elmos or something. I saw a commercial for one. It's like a little elmo and he's got like some thing in his hand, some instrument or whatever, and he sings to you or with you or yeah, elmo's back. Oh, oh I, I don't think he ever left, but that's probably true. The craze over the tickle me elmo has not been matched yet, as far as I'm aware. Melissa, why do you always give me funny faces when I say I bought on Amazon? Is that any better than Best Buy? Or Walmart or no, Target? No, it, it really isn't. But I, I just I find it fascinating that you have such disdain for stores with actual customer service employees. I just don't make use of the ones in the stores I go to now. So shopping online is just a better, cheaper option. I don't need to talk to someone about anything. But you have disdain for people who do shop at those places. You make fun of them. I, I tease them, that's true. Just because you can save money by buying on Amazon. You don't have to pay for gas, but you don't I have to waste your time, and it's cheaper. But I can support people who need jobs by but shopping at their place of business. People that work for Amazon are using my money quite well, I would imagine. I like yes. to look at things. I like to, I like to window shop, and yeah, I don't well, like to shop online. I, I like to see before I buy it and really figure out if I... I like to read user views, which is easy online. It's not the same. No Why not? Way. They're usually well-written user reviews. I mean, I'm not saying user reviews are not helpful, but it's not the same as seeing the product in person in advance. I mean, yeah, all you buy are video games for everyone you know. So I buy a lot of other I, things in video games. Okay. Um, woohoo, you're going to get something other than video games. Woohoo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, I, I mean, when you're buying something that is a known quantity, a game, a DVD, a movie, a whatever, like, you know what you're going to get. When you're buying something that you've never purchased before? If you're buying someone a scarf, it would be nice to know how the scarf feels. Can't you just read the user reviews? No, no. it's not the <clears throat> same. Because something that Melissa may think is absolutely gorgeous and like the softest thing she's ever touched could be a texture that I can't stand. Okay. And if she didn't, and if she just read this review that said, oh my gosh, it's the best thing ever, and Tiffany picked it up thinking that I would love it, she didn't actually touch it before she bought it, she might not know that it's something that I couldn't stand. Fair enough. Yes, Kelly? That's it. All That's right. all I had to say. All right. This one is probably going to be hard to answer for any of us. It's from Allison in Seattle. Uh, what was the first thing you ever bought using a debit or credit card? Textbooks. Really? You remember? So you got like a card before you went off to college or? When I was at SPSCC? Yeah. And you're just like, I'm going to go buy some books. That's a really I good question. Got the, I got the debit card so that I could buy my books. Oh. <laughs> Jenny, do you remember? No. Have you had it for a long time? I'm thinking I probably got it my senior year. And I imagine of it was gas. college or, or high school? Of high school. Okay. So probably was, I mean, I didn't buy it a lot. <clears throat> probably bought gas or something. When I... My mom put me on her credit card when I was quite young. Or she added me to the account so that I could build up credit when I was young. Um, but you didn't have your own card? I didn't have my own card, but she would send me with the card. Technically, that's against the rules, but... <laughs> and I think it was probably gas or something that I bought for her car, because I was using it. Something like that. What about yeah. you, Melissa? Do you remember? 
It was almost certainly groceries or something at the, the grocery store, like Skittles or, you know, whatever. Because I got my card. I can see Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> I got my card. Uh, I was 18, so I was senior in high school um, when I got my card. And I got it before I went on a trip to the East Coast. And so I'm sure that I must have, like, practiced using it in the store before I went so I didn't feel like an idiot. I'm guessing my first thing was fast food. I got my debit card the summer I graduated from high school. And so I spent a lot of money on fast food because suddenly, like, I had all this money for my job. And so I stayed a lot of fast food. Like, almost all my meals for that summer, probably. Fast food. I wonder what the average age is now. I mean, we're all pretty similar. We are the older school, yeah. But I wonder... What do you think? Do you think a lot of the students... You have to have a a parent um, on the account with you if you're under 18. Oh. Yep. So... So may still be... To have your first independent credit or debit card, you still have to be 18. Cool beans. And even to open... Yeah, credit union guy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Even to open a debit card, you have to get you can you can order just like a straight atm card because that you just take to an atm and pull cash out i but had that when to, i was younger but to get a debit card you still have to get parental consent at least at my credit union okay. until you're 18. yep because and that was the thing amy had to get a co-signer I was, no i was after oh, 18. it was after 18. Yeah. yeah okay especially because most debit cards nowadays have visa logos on them you can use them for online purchases yeah so so you have to there's have a lot of yeah I was over 18, and I had just gotten my first job, and that was, it was, you have a job, you need a checking account, and you need to buy your textbooks. Go get a debit card. Did you have to take the test? What? 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 I had to take a little quiz to be sure that I knew enough about how checking accounts worked. Do you know that this is not fake money? It is actually your no. Own. Basically, yeah. Like, like how I don't a think there was a test, but I had to test. sit and she like talked me through all of that kind of stuff. Okay, they gave me the booklet when I scheduled my appointment with the the, the person to that's kinda, switch my that's account over. That's kind of cool, actually. Because um, I, I did it all myself because I was 18 and so I, I could go do the whole thing without my parents. And But they made me do a little quiz to make sure that I understood how a checking account worked and what happened after, you know, if you... Like overdraft, try, yeah. Like overdrafts and all that stuff. You, had, you The credit union actually makes sure that kids know what that means when they open the account. You hear those stories sometimes of people that like get a credit card and run around and then like the statement shows up and they're surprised and it's like, how is that possible? Mm. Like how can you be that clueless about the real world that you're shocked that ten plus fifty Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, wait, you want me to pay this back? Like I don't understand. Like Yeah. Some people out there. I think it's because well, I mean large corporation versus small business. I I know that seems like super hippy dippy liberal, but I, I really think that part of Part of the reason why I had to take a test, essentially, before they'd give me a debit card is because I go to a credit union and um, they it's not to their benefit for me to screw up with my money. Whereas for Visa, what do they care? Yeah, yeah. they'll send you collections if you don't pay. Right. Well, that's the thing with, I mean, it's obviously how I think you're raised. I mean, we had, you know. Yeah, your dad's your a financial parents, wizard. My, yeah, yeah. My, like that's just something where you do not overspend money doesn't just appear you work for it you pay for it and i think we were taught to start like we paid for our own things starting in high school yeah and so i think that's just uh, if you think that money just comes from trees or something the magic money fairy appears mm-hmm. when you're too old actually comes from cotton fields which are kind of trees yeah well sort of Swishes. <laughs> fair enough well that's it for reader questions 
Um, Listener questions? That's what I meant. People don't read this. I imagine that'd be pretty hard. Uh, so you don't know. There might be some blind dude with a little translator program. He's it's like reading. typing up. But why would he be reading it if he's blind, blind deaf. and deaf? Thank you. <laughs> That's a good point. I was on board. I was like, oh yeah, Braille, totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what's wrong thing. with the audio? I'm, confu- I'm just, confusing my disabilities. Sure, sure. <laughs> so I think in the future, I'll talk to you guys about this later because I know I'm throwing this at you now. But we might move to more of like a crowdsourced podcast model that I have not quite thought through. So the next episode could sound different from this one. Um, we will see. We're going to talk about F1 no matter what people say because the season will be over by then. <laughs> I know, it's going to be horrible. But And then it'll be... Whatever, we already know who won. It'll be a few days before my birthday, so I might open a present earlier. I'll have to wait two weeks after that for presents. our presents. We'll see. You guys can decide what you want to do with that. Crap. Uh, <laughs> next episode, December 6th, if everything goes to plan. So... Anyway, you guys can follow us on Facebook. You can hit the little like button and get all the updates there. You can send us emails at tnspodcast at gmail.com. And you can also give us an iTunes rating, but that's not going to happen because <laughs> none of you ever have. So we'll catch you again in two weeks. Bye. Bye.